Yeah, what it boils down to is, you know, the industry, you know, is you have a, you know, you know, the port of New Orleans is a huge port. And there's a lot of different commodities, bulk commodities, um, great bulk commodities, you name it, that are shipped in and out of the port. And, um, you know, the industry that I found myself in, um, you got involved with various customers who are either importing or exporting products, and they needed a third party, independent third party, out, you know, on their behalf to monitor the activities that were taking place. Okay. Let me do this quick intro, and then we'll, we'll get into that okay. as we go. Welcome back to Between the Levees. Today's guest actually found me on LinkedIn some months ago uh, when I published one of these episodes that uh, I believe there was a connection with the guest. But uh, he's had a, a, over 25 years in product sampling, uh, quality control, uh, customer representation uh, for ship loadings, among many other things. But let's get into all that. Mr. Uh, Mr. Sanford, thank you for joining me. Thank you for um, inviting me. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Well, these all begin the very same way. Please tell me, where were you born, sir? I was born in a small town up in Ohio, um, Conneaut, Ohio, right on Lake Erie. Um, we were, I boarded Pennsylvania. It was the last little town in the state of Ohio. And what did your parents do for a living? My mom raised seven kids, and she worked for a veterinarian for a lot of years. Um, my dad worked at a local um, terminal, cargo terminal, um, that loaded coal and iron ore um, at a um, coal terminal, an ore terminal. Um, a lot of the um, products were shipped um, along the Great Lakes years ago between um, a lot of steel mills and a lot, and a lot of coal went over to Canada at the time. He worked there for 25 years until he retired. And what did he do there? He, he did everything. He started out as a general laborer, learned how to operate all the equipment that was needed to um, unload rail cars, uh, how to uh, reclaim stockpot coal piles, how to load ore um, into rail cars. He was a general laborer and um, got to the point where he was a supervisor. Well, what was life growing up up there with six siblings? And I'm sure a mother that uh, was a little stressed here and there. It was interesting. I mean, I'm the oldest of, of, of the seven. And um, it was interesting. I had five brothers and two sisters. And I got a little competitive at times um, with them. You know, especially your brothers. You got to learn how to defend yourself. Because at some point in time, they think they can take you. Uh, sisters were great. You know, they didn't bother you at all. But mom, it was, it was fun. It was interesting. Had some good times. You had your bad times, of course, because, you know, this is, takes me back a long ways, you know. And um, mom and dad, well, they were good. Mom basically was the boss, man. You didn't do nothing without. You got her mad. Life wasn't good for you. But it was fun. It was a great place to grow up and a good family to grow up with. Well, were you drawn to anything in school growing up? Well, I, was, I stayed active in sports. I did. I played basketball. I played football. I ran track. Uh, so I, st I always stayed busy. You know, the whole family was pretty much sports sports orientated. My parents were very supportive of all that. So it, it kept us busy. Kept me busy too, all through school. 
anything interesting uh, you can share about antics maybe with your siblings? You just have to keep an eye on them. You know, I mean, your brothers are always, you know, sneaking around and trying to, you know, do stupid things. You know, I mean, there were times where, you know, you'd get one or two, and, you know, you'd go in your room and you couldn't find something because they were playing games with you. Or you'd get one or two who would get a little attitude with themselves and, you know, kind of push up on you and stuff. You just had to show them the way. Um, but it was, it was, uh, you know, just normal big family stuff. Uh, there was with brothers, you know, they were all in the sports, so you could always, you always something to talk about. You know, try to outdo each other at some point. We, we were we were pretty much born back to back to back. Mom was busy. What was the age difference from first to last? Well, I'm I'm sixty six. Fifteen years. Okay. Did uh did you attend college? No. No, um, just something I just didn't really find myself getting into. Um, I graduated high school and um, worked locally for a few months. And then I ended up moving to Houston. I had a cousin in Houston. And um, I moved there, spent two years in Houston, and then moved back home for about four and a half. And that's how I got into the industry I was in for all those years. Um, I had a cousin who was a manager of a company, um, local company that ran mechanical sampling operations, which are designed to collect coal off a moving conveyor and process it. And we did field work. So he kind of brought me on board and got me started into it. And it was just along the Great Lakes doing other stuff. And um, enjoyed that for about four and a half years and then um, ended up down in New Orleans. They had an office there and I was getting tired of the cold weather. And they, you know, allowed me to move from where I was at down into New Orleans. Well, tell me about your introduction into that industry before New Orleans, and then we'll walk our way through that experience. Well, it was, you know, I was looking for a job. I was looking for work. And I had, you know, my cousin was the manager of a company at the time, it was called Commercial Testing and Engineering. CT was and they were one of the bigger companies. It was coal. They were primarily coal. They would they would collect the coal. They worked a lot. A lot of the mine sites uh, were in Pennsylvania, West Virginia, you know, Kentucky. And we were based along the Great Lakes. And uh, there was, because there was a lot of coal, iron ore, um, I got into that really not knowing. It was just a job. It was something to do. You know, I had to work. And, you know, the more I got into it and uh, started to really kind of understand, you know, how important it was, because what we were doing, we were, you know, it was a dirty job and it was a hard job. You know, I mean, I'm not, that was tough. It was a tough job, but we started to realize how important it was to do what we did because we could also, you know, we were collecting the product and, but we also had a lab for it where you could analyze the coal. And based on that is how our customers were getting paid from the utilities. You have to know what the quality is because of all the, you know, clean air and so forth. And it started to get, you know, then there was the process. There's a lot of processes that go into it, a lot of rules. And, you know, once you start to really understand what you were dealing with and how important it was, even though, you know, 
people, a lot of the people don't really didn't think much about it because all they saw was you working your butt off. Um, as you, the more you got into it, the more you understood what you were doing. Yeah. And then from there, it just kind of flourished. Well, what sort of things were you measuring with the coal? Well, you, you have to know a big one is moisture. You got to know what the moisture is. You know, you got to know what your sulfur content is. You got to know what your heat value is. Um, and then, you know, that was just the basics of what a lot of the um, customers wanted to know. Because, um, and then, you know, you need to have your size distribution and so forth. So, because the utilities have parameters they have to follow. So if you could um, create, um, get the test out and, and turn the analysis over to them, they knew what to expect. What they could do, they could determine what they, how they had to burn the, the um, coal in their furnaces and so forth. So it was, um, it was um, at the time, it was, it was, it became very interesting to me. Well, as I do appreciate your choice of shirt to wear for this little interview, <laughs> let's uh, let's make our jump to New Orleans. Tell me about moving down here from Ohio. Well, I was I was looking to do something different. Yeah, I lived up in Ohio. I was in my um, mid twenties at the time, and it was just getting there was I was getting bored really, and um, we noticed that you know the company itself had business cards for the you know, managers and so forth. And I got one of them and I noticed that they had an operation, an office and operations in New Orleans. And um, I went to my boss and said, listen, I'm not happy here anymore. What do you think the odds of me being able to, you know, go to New Orleans and work for the company down there? And he gave me an opportunity to contact them, which I did back then. That was back in late, 1983, and um, I contacted them and explained to them who I was, and then they called, talked to my boss, and just a couple of weeks later, they called me back and said, hey, you're really interested. Come on down. So I headed to New Orleans. And were you looking at uh, cargoes other than coal then, or commodities other than coal? Up on the lakes, no. It was primarily coal and ore, iron ore. And um, that's what we dealt there. But once I got down to New Orleans and the company there, that was the same company, once I got there, um, we, you know, we were primarily doing the same. A lot of coal was being shipped through the, um, the lower Mississippi overseas. And one of the primary functions that this particular operation did was kind of the same thing. They dealt with a lot of coal. Um, started to get into that um, at the beginning. Um, at times, you know, they would, you know, get involved with other types of products and you would shift over a little bit, learn a little bit more. But um, the big one was there, was starting out with a lot of coal, a lot of coal. You had a lot of your main stevedores, your midstream stevedore companies and your land-based terminals. You know, you get, to, you get to learn. For me, it was learning the river. You know, getting out and getting involved. Did a lot of that for about oh, three years for them. Um, and then it started to move into different you know, opportunities and within the company itself and kind of move forward with them. I was with them for quite a few years. Well, what was one of the most surprising things about New Orleans that you discovered when you got down here? 
for me, coming in and just having some time to move around New Orleans and learn a little bit about it. Um, it was initially, it was just, you know, the city itself, you know, big party city, you know, a lot of conventions, a lot of things going on, a lot of things happening. You got Mardi Gras, you had Jazz Fest. I got the experience, you know, those my first time. Um, then, you, you know, just all the little, you know, festivals that they have all over the place. Um, and learning. I mean, I you know got there and I get out you know on the river working, meeting people. You open your mouth and they know you're not from there. You know, I mean, you, just, you know, you know, it's all I used to hear. Well, you're not from here, are you? I said no. And then you know the dialects. You know, you the trying for the you know first time out is learning the East Bank, the West Bank. You know, and the little competitiveness that you always seem to have between the East Bank and the West Bank. And just you know, general. Just learning the general environment was fun. It was really enjoying. What about the river? Sort of captured your attention as compared to maybe the Great Lakes. Well, the the Great Lakes when I was there, you know, I mean, it's it, they're this. You know, you're dealing with ships on lakes. The ships themselves, the vessels that you're dealing with, are a completely different configuration. They're low draft. Um, they handle, you know. Say 35, maybe to 40, 45,000 tons of product. Mississippi River, moving down there and getting involved and starting to learn, and you see the size of the ocean vessels. These are blue water vessels. These things are huge. You, know, you start to understand, you know, you see them and you're starting to work around them and you're realizing that they can hold a lot of cargo. You know, the tonnage on these things is ridiculous. And it was just that. And then the river. The barges, you know, learning the river itself, the different mile markers, where you had to go, try to find a barge fleet. And it was always interesting initially when I got there. We'd go out to different barge fleets, and you're trying to find the barges, where the barges are at. And, you know, the, you know, the, you call the fleet location, and they say, well, you know, you get on River Road, you drive up river, and you're trying to think. For me, it's like. Uh, up river, okay, yeah. You know, where the hell is River Road first? You know, and you learn it, and then you go up River Road, and they tell you, well, look for a big rock, colored, you know, red, white, and blue. When you see that rock, there's a road. So we'll, the road over the levee, and we're on the other side of the levee. And yeah, it's just learning all that. It was to me, it was fun to learn, uh, and it was from Baton Rouge all the way down to the you know the end of the river. And the activity that goes on in the river, you know, we were not the company, you know, a lot of the stuff we did, of course, you know, involved us being on the river, being going into the fleets, getting on the barges, having to board the vessels up the walk, the gangways, working on the vessels, um, and you know, trying to understand, you know, what to do, what not to do, you know. How dangerous the river actually is. You know, you, you see all these people working on it and involved with it, but then you get to learn as you move on, you get to learn how dangerous it can be very it can be. And you have to learn how to you know pay attention. And I just enjoyed learning all that. Do any major incidents come to mind from your time down here? Well, I mean, over the years, there were a lot of different incidents. 
you know, you, you know, it's on the river, you know, unfortunately people fall in the river, you know, it's not a joke, it's not a game, but you start to understand that, you know, you got to wear that orange vest, you know, and not to make fun of it because it's not, it's a very serious situation, but, you know, he was always, you know, told keep that vest on, you fall in that river, you might make it, the odds are you're not going to make it, you know, but we can find you later. You know, um, you you know you hear different you know situations where you know men, primary workers would fall in the river. You know, and that was that always got to you, always bothered you. You know, because sometimes you might know the location that somebody was at or a company that was involved with losing an employee. Um, ourselves over the years, for me, I worked with a couple of different companies over the years. And, we were very fortunate that we had never lost anybody. Um, had a couple go in the river. We were fortunate enough to get them out. But um, it's it's a dangerous activity. It's not an easy one. Yeah. And you got to pay attention. Absolutely. Uh, how did your career advance beyond that first job that moved you down here? Um, it was just over the years. You know, you work with the company, and um, they get involved with different. Um, customer base, you know, the customer, I, the company I started out with, commercial testing engineering, was bought up by a company um, called SGS, which is a Swiss company. And they they moved in and they bought our company up. And when they did that, the types of products and business lines that they have seemed to work down here in New Orleans because um, you know, they it expanded our customer base. We were dealing with, you know, you know, you still dealt with a lot with coal because that was your, your your background. But then you found yourself dealing with fertilizers, dealing with concentrates, dealing with you know alloys, different types of materials and products that are brought into the um, into New Orleans to discharge for the customers. So you over the years you just started to expand into different types of products and you had to learn them. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to expand my career from you know working in the field to supervisor to you know manager and then move into you know move up the little you know the chain a little bit more. And of course that just takes time. And it looks like after SGS uh, we went to SAI Gulf. What did yeah. you do for them? SAI, I was with them. I was with them a couple of times. Um, I came in as a um, field manager um, initially, helping them manage their field operations and setting the crews up and making sure things got done and taken care of, um, making sure everything was brought back and everything was set up the way it was supposed to be. Um, and then... Um, I moved away from them for a few years and um, I came back to them. And when I came back to them, I came back as a division manager, um, worked out of Laplace with our um, field operations and their corporate offices in Laplace. And I came back and um, started working for them. And um, it just, it was just that by then I'd been in the industry quite a while and gotten to know a lot of the players and the companies along the river. Um, I came back um, and kind of took over 
and help promote and increase the um, workload for that the company for SAI Golf. Um, had a great you know boss, um, gave me a lot of freedom. Um, dealt with a lot of customers. Kind of pretty much you know kept on top of a lot of that operations in our area, uh, and. Um, which opened up a lot of like, you know, just going out and having fun and meeting people was a big one. And then with their primary thing was a lot of it was coal, um, going out and sampling barges, getting product out of the barges with uh, a lot of the different coal um, shippers that were utilizing um, the lower Mississippi to get their product out. Um, then there's um, mechanical sampling systems, they call them. Um, that are positioned at all the coal terminal, export terminals, and along the lower Gulf, up from you know, the um, Burnside area down through Convent, all the way down through the lower part of um, Plaquemine. Um, we were fortunate enough to uh, be able to work our way into those facilities and um, ended up taking over those operations and building on them. And um, that was a big plus for us. That was a big move. It took a long time to work our way that way, uh, but we were very fortunate enough by hard work um, to get ourselves positioned in a good area, good opportunity. And um, to this day, um, they still are dominating that industry down there. And along the way, it appears you became what is this health, safety, and uh, environmental manager? Yeah, yeah, that was um, an opportunity. Um, the company ourselves, SAI Golf, when I was working for them, um, we were owned by three other companies that were in the same industry, but they had grown together to, to, to create SAI Golf. That was their idea, was to create, to put us together so we can compete in the golf area. In the industry, we were going after mechanical sampling operations that were um, set up already and operated by another company. And our goal was trying to get our foot in the door, and we were able to do that. And then we were able to expand. Once we got in there, we expanded our operations. And as we expanded our operations, our partners um, decided through, you know, Tim Hale, the president of the company, um, they were talking, they were concerned because it is, you know, you expand out, you got a lot more employees, and you're dealing in environments on your other on your on other company's property. You have a contract, you're going in and you're dealing with conveyor systems. There's a lot of safety concern at that point. And um, they were concerned that we needed to do something. And um, Tim came to me and said, hey, you know, we would like to have you move into this position. And, you know, I mean, I, you know, I knew the industry, I knew what we were doing and the concerns and the safety concerns regarding that. Um, but it was for me, it was a big move. Um, you know, I moved into it and it was a big move because um, it was a lot more. You, all of a sudden, you're starting to learn a lot more. You're more responsible. You know, you got to be on top of your game. You have to learn the safety processes. The employees really have to understand it. And we have, what, five operations um, in the New Orleans area. Um, we had some over in Texas. Also, um, one in Mobile, 
So when you start spreading those out, you know, they need, they thought they needed to have somebody that could kind of stay on top of that and make sure that we're following our safety processes. You know, you also have to, you know, take into consideration that all these facilities have their own safety rules. So everybody's got to play. Everybody's got to stay on the same page. And so I moved into it. I did it you know, up to the point where I just retired, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I enjoyed it. It was a good learning experience. It's something that I never thought I'd get involved with, but it was um, a good opportunity. You know, my boss at the time gave me an opportunity to get out and go to different, you know, conferences and learn a lot more about it and gave me some freedom and all that. So it was, it was I enjoy, I did enjoy it. It was challenging at times. You know, you got to try to keep on top of it and hope that your people don't get hurt when they do how to react to it. But I enjoyed it. It was, it was something new, you know, it was a different challenge to my career at that point. Thereafter, it appears uh, Alfred H. Knight, a business development manager, was that role? Yeah, they approached me. I mean, I was in the latter years of my career at that point. Um, and, you know, this group came to me and we started talking, you know, more like a business development kind of opportunity. Um, never really thought about it much at all beforehand. But um, they came to me, they were a um, European outfit. Um, they were getting, they moved into the um, New Orleans area. They were a very small company. Um, they got into more of, they did some minor, you know, met minerals work, um, heavy metals and so forth. And then they got into wood pellets. Wood, wood pellets have become a pretty good sized industry right now up in Baton Rouge. Um, and uh, they had a big contract, but they came to me. They were looking for somebody to help them try to promote their business. And they were trying to get into the coal side. Um, and they came to me and we just sat down and talked and, you know, I got it. They gave me a, you know, a good offer and I'd never, you know, had done anything like that before. And it was like another, you know, challenge that I, you know, said, hey, let's give it a shot. So I moved over to them and I was with them for a couple of years. And then, according to this uh, this LinkedIn resume here, you took you took a, about a couple of years off, and then you've recently started your own independent contracting for yeah yeah like- I, yeah I did I mean yeah, yeah I I basically retired you know and at that point like I said you know I was I was sixty four at the time and I'd already put a lot of years in like a lot of people do you know and I put a lot of years in and it was like you know. Time is time, you know, and um, moved to, I'm in Greenville, Greer area, they call it South Carolina. Um, and I moved up here and there's a beautiful woman that I'm with and uh, was the reason I moved. And, um, and I decided, decided, listen, you know, I've done a lot of things over the years. So I just kind of put my own, like they always say, put your own name out there and see what happens. And um, I'm doing some, um, contract work right now for a company out of New Orleans and Houston, some um, Bureau Veritas um, had reached out to me and um, I've been doing some um, contract work for them and I enjoy it. You know, I'm, you know, it, it, it fills in the gaps. I'm enjoying my retirement. I enjoy where I live, beautiful area. Uh, I like, the, I love the outdoors. And so we're always out doing something And this um, contract wise, 
and what I'm doing now, it just kind of fits, you know, into everything. I, I really enjoy it. And what is the work you're doing now? What it is, it's just a lot of um, inspection, same kind of work. Um, this particular group that I'm dealing with, um, I'm dealing with one group that deals with precious metal byproducts, uh, precious metals. Um, they find themselves in um, Alabama area, North Carolina area, um, and uh, and I'm going in. What what what's happening now is this group. You go in for their customers, and they have waste product after the refining of the products, and um, it's the it's the leftover, the waste, and there's still value in that. And there's companies in this area that can take that product and refine it even further down to um, you know, ingots, so it's like a steel mill, how you see them melting everything down. They can take it and, and melt it down and there's value in it for the customer. And I, my job is to watch it come in the door, watch, it goes through its processes and you've got so much tonnage of the product that comes in the door. And by the time it's finished, you wanna make sure that they've been able to recover because there's different processes they, they follow to break it down and so where they can utilize it. So you wanna watch the beginning and then to the end, and you wanna have, you know, like 99.5% recovery of what came in the door and it comes out. So you just follow the process and you watch it. I mean, it's not hard work, but there's a lot of value in what these companies are doing. So, you know, they call me up and say, hey, you know, or they'll send me a, Emails said, hey, you know, hey, we got this going on. Are you available? And, you know, I'll just go in to take care of it. And it, they're keeping me busy. So I, I'm not, it's easy work. But you got to pay attention. You got to know what the heck you're looking at. Sure. Well, did any of your siblings follow you into the industry? No, no. Um, they all stayed up in Ohio. They all did stuff, different things. I had a brother who did start and work for the, you know, initially for the same company. Um, but that didn't, that wasn't his thing. Um, but they all just, they, um, four of my brothers, well, all my brothers stayed up in the little town we grew up in. I got a sister there. And then I got another sister who moved to, um, Leesburg, Georgia, and she's been there forever, but no, they all stayed, you know, close to home. Um, it's a beautiful area. You're on the lake. It's a beautiful town, beautiful in the summertime, cold is crazy in wintertime. But you know, I was the only one that really, I mean, being the oldest, I just said, hey, there's no reason to stay around. You know, mom got mom and dad got you know six others behind me. So I just decided that, you know, when I got out of school, let's go, let's go do our own thing. And been pretty much gone since. I go up to visit, you know, but other than that, it was just it was time, it was something to do. You know, move away and, and see what happens. Well, in closing, do you have anything else to share about the industry or any interesting experiences over the years? Oh, yeah, just the industry itself is, I've always found that it's, 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 it's a fun industry to be in. If you, down in New Orleans, you know, I worked for, you know, a handful of companies, but, you know, what I did learn is that there are a lot of companies like the ones I've worked for in New Orleans. They're all doing this in a roundabout way. They're all doing the same thing. They all have customers who need 
you know, third party representation. And I was able to meet a lot of them. I got to know a lot of the, 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 you know, the managers, the owners of these companies. Um, you all kind of, you know, a lot of them have their own little niche. You know, you have fertilizer coming in. You've got, of course, you know, wheat products going out. You have a lot of different types of cargos. And a lot of them have their own little niche in an industry. And, you know, they handle their side of it. And you kind of, over the years, you kind of come across them. You might find yourself in the same location working. I'm working for, you know, somebody who's, you know, sending the product overseas. And you got somebody on the same job working for the guy who's buying it. You know, so there's a lot of back and forth. And, you, you know, you, you realize how big of an industry it is. You know, it's like a little niche industry, but it's big in New Orleans. You've got a lot of companies, you know, surveys. You've got a lot of independents, small, big, and in medium, you know, within the industry itself. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to meet a lot of them over the years. And, um, you know, it's, it, I've always said, and the joke has always been, is that, you know, we're that company that, or the industry that people love to hate. You know, they love you when everything's going good and you can answer questions and help them. And then they're not too happy when you make them stop doing something. You know, it's that back and forth, but you know, it's a job and it's something that's it's an important job in the industry. Um, and uh, it was just for me, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, over the years, you work yourself hard. Um, I was fortunate enough to move up to where I was, you know, by the time I retired. And, um, and I enjoyed it all. There are days, you know, you don't want to get up, but, you know, you got to do it. You know, it's just, you know, something that if you like what you do, you know, then just kind of stay with it. And I was fortunate that I was able to do what I wanted to do. I enjoyed it. I think that'll do it, sir. I thank you very much. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time, man. Yes, sir. No problem. Okay. Take care. Bye. You too. This has been a production of Where You At Studios, LLC.